Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you can do it all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I-E-Y-E on golf. And welcome to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter here on CBS Sports. I am your host, Chip Patterson, and my playing partner for today and two times a week moving forward as we bring you this CBS Sports Golf Podcast is golf expert Kyle Porter. Kyle, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. It does sound like that we sort of made up your name, Chip Patterson. That's like the perfect... Name for a for a, like a golf podcast host. But oh, absolutely! That's your, that's your real name. Yeah, that's perfect. No, I'm I have uh, the you know I was blessed with a, a good golf name. Uh, my dad played golf for a hot minute at Davidson and is is still absolutely whoops my tail on the course. Uh, and you know what? I'm uh, I'm I, I try hard. That's what I do, do you, Kyle. I'm just out here th- grinding. Do you think that? Uh, do, do, do your do, do your dad and Steph Curry like get together at Davidson uh, alumni golf tournaments? Like, does he partner with Steph Curry in those? Oh no, they trot out Steph and Dell, and everybody gets excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like there is no sports figure in in Davidson. There is no figure in Davidson sports culture. Uh, and uh, so, shout out to my dad, by the way. But he yeah. uh, he he loves it when uh, when they come around. But we have. Uh, particularly what we will be doing here uh, on the beginning of the week, we will be looking back. And then in the middle of the week, we will be previewing the tournament ahead. And the looking back part really only takes us going back uh, about 15 minutes as we sit yeah. here and record this on Monday. Uh, Cameron Smith and Jonas Blixt winning the playoff at the Zurich down in Louisiana. Um, Kyle, the the thing that we were sharing was a little bit of exhaustion it was a weird environment they the playoff you know a lot of missed putts a lot of like tightness on the green um before we sort of unpack the entire tournament what do you think about the playoff and, and where do you think um Cameron Smith and Jonas Blix were able to pull away uh from Kevin Kisner well the, the playoff was was pretty it, it was a letdown I mean right. from especially from Sunday night when when Kisner chips in from 95 feet out and then you know it was interesting because on Sunday as they were going to the 18th hole um when, and they were the last group on the course the 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 presumption I think amongst everyone who was watching and and uh, including the announcers was that's a that's basically a, a a birdie hole like if you don't birdie that in in the best ball format then you're you're in trouble because everybody was birdieing it, you know, and and it was a little bit out of the out of reach, I think, to make an eagle, which Kisner ended up doing, but it it was just a presumed birdie hole, and then they go to it twice to start the day on Monday, and they, you know, f- f- uh, four guys par they par it every time, and then they they par the uh, the par three as well, and then finally they go back to the to the 18th a third time, and Cameron Smith finally makes birdie. I, the putting on Monday was was atrocious. Yeah. I mean, I saw some strokes that were just ghastly to look at, and uh, I don't know whether that was because it was. It, and Blix said this afterwards. It was a weird environment. It's weird to play in front of like fifteen people after it, it looked like a like a PGA Tour Latin America event. Oh, uh, that's I mean, you you put in some time watching those PGA Tour Latin America events. Well, I was I was grinding on the uh, China Open last week, Ooh. so it, it actually looked a little bit like that as well. So, 
not a, not the best environment for uh, for scoring and for getting people fired up. It's early in the morning, but I don't know. Some of those putts were were pretty bad, but uh, I, I was I was glad that Cameron Smith and Blixed won. It felt like they played the best, most consistent golf all week, and I think Smith is potentially a star. I mean, he, I, I saw him at the uh, 2015 U.S. Open at Chambers Bay and. Um, he finished with an eagle there on the last hole to get inside the top five. He's he's kind of a stud. I mean, he's 23 yeah, from young. Australia. Um, just, I, I think he's got a really fun, exciting future ahead. So with this win, he has earned a spot in the players, which is you know absolutely huge. And he does this um, after kind of smoking in the uh, the Valero Texas Open. Was it tie six? He's got two yeah. top tens on the season so far. So I guess you know like. Is is Cameron Smith now, you know, what do you think is the next step for him? What do you like about his game? Uh, and as he continues to take these steps forward in his young career, what are you, uh, what are you looking for as we move forward in 2017? Well, it, it's funny because it, it's, it, as you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to watch um, from a distance like we do a lot of times. You know, we, we go sometimes to majors and to bigger tournaments, but there's, there's this thing that I, when I'm watching him, he's just got this like sort of, um, aura, this sort of like swagger as he's walking around. And I know that doesn't translate to like hitting the ball better or making putts or anything, but he's incredibly confident. Yeah. Confidence is you, you can like confidence is something that you should feel comfortable being able to read as, as much golf as you've covered, uh, both from a distance (laughs) and in person. I feel like you've got your, your finger on the pulse of confidence. I wouldn't feel bad about that one. Yeah. And, and he hit, he hits it so well. And that, that's the, that's the biggest thing about all these top guys is, uh, you know, they're all great ball strikers. I mean, they just are, you, you go down the list. There's no Aaron Badley is in the top 10 in the world, you know, and I don't know if he's going to be a top 10 player, um, but I, I think he's a good enough ball striker to, uh, to have a really, and I was surprised like to see Blixt talk, talk about Smith the way he did, um, afterwards. He basically said like, I mean, he did say this guy's a, a potential superstar. It's the best I've seen someone play in a long time. And Blixt is, I mean, he's been around a while. He's won, I think this was his fourth win, f- uh, first, I believe since Greenbrier in 2013. And, um, he was pretty, pretty genuine about his, his praise of, of Smith. And, uh, I don't know, it's going to be fun to watch. I, I'm excited to see him at the players in a couple of weeks. What did you think of the, uh, the Zurich format? I, this is the first, um, team event since 1981 on yeah. the PGA tour. This was, you know, a, ch- a changeover. And I, it seemed like going into the weekend, the event organizers, you know, they had that that ridic the commercial of them all uh, getting up at 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. and trying to beat each other. They ran it like 50 times during the playoff because we didn't have any other <laughs> golf to show. Uh, but like, what do you think about it in general? Do you think it, it added a boost to the event in this particular stop on the calendar? Well, considering the fact that I that we had to sit through a Brian Stewart, Jamie Lovemark Monday playoff <laughs> last year, uh, I think it was. I thought it was awesome. Like. And and you don't you, you want to be careful about this because you can't start turning, you know, if you if you look at like the bottom ten events, say on the PJ Tour, you can't start like tricking up all of them. But for a one off, it was it was great. I mean, it, it was fun. Um I was I was watching with my wife yesterday and she said, Golf should be a team sport all the time. And I was like, Well, let's not get carried away here. Like yeah. let's not let's not go off the rails. But it, it is it is fun to to sort of watch that um, that team aspect of the event and and how it plays out and it's just different. Like the grind of forty three straight 
stroke play events on the PGA Tour. Like, and especially when you, when you're playing at places where stars don't usually show up, like um, New Orleans, like sometimes a, a, a Byron Nelson, you know, like the Travelers Championship. It, it just it, it provides a kind of a quirkiness in the event that that makes you tune in. I, I was I was locked in. I was loving it. I, I thought it was awesome, and I think you could even do a few more things, um, tweak tweak it in a few more ways to make it even even more exciting in the future. I think Nick Faldo said this, but what if you made it? Or no, it was Ian Baker Finch said this on on Sunday. What if you made the Saturday alternate shot where both guys get to tee off and you and you take the the best shot from there? So kind of a kind of a Captain's mix of choice a, of a, alternate yeah. shot kind of thing. Yeah, I, I and I thought that would be awesome. Like do do you can do whatever you want with it. You've already got the kind of the format laid out, and uh, I'm fired up. I, I think it's I think it's great. I did want to ask you of we saw some two or three really good pairings. Two of them missed the cut, actually. I know we'll talk about that, but who, who's the pairing that that maybe guys that weren't playing or just um, maybe superstars that you would like to see in the future here? Ooh. Um, I mean, I am a huge sucker, and, you know, we'll talk – like, I, I love – I will tune in to watch practice round coverage – of Ricky Fowler and Phil Mickelson playing together. <laughs> and so like we got Ricky Fowler and Jason Day here, but I want to see I want to see Ricky and Phil. Like if we're going to start tricking up some tournaments, then we need to put them back together so that I can just see them like not only run a twosome for whatever's in their pocket, but also just dominate on the leaderboard and, and be out there just hitting tasty approach shots. I mean, that's that is that is the one like you I saw that Ricky Fowler was in the field and the immediate thought was I mean and you know golf kind of has that you know you are fans or you you can we support everybody but you are more fans of some golfers than others yeah just naturally yeah. and and yeah I, I would have rather had Phil Mickelson than Jason Day so that's, but, that's just that's my dream pairing for stuff like this Zurich would have to erect a separate leaderboard for all of the side bets Phil Mickelson would have going <laughs> Harris, like they, Harris is the sponsor Harris is right there for the side bets They'd have like the regular leaderboard, the team leaderboard, and then over over on the other side of the the pond on eighteen, they've got the Mickelson side bets leaderboard. Yes, exactly. This see this we have already done a lot to enhance the Zurich, but if there's any event organizers <laughs> listening, you know this is really really good stuff. A plus marketing ideas. I, I think the the three that I thought of that I'd like to see. I'll get, I'll just go through these real quick. I think um, Sergio and and uh, John Rom. Ooh, the Spaniards. Yeah, I think that'd be a blast. Both just just really fun uh, shot shapers and just just kind of gamers, you know. Like they just, I, I just like the way both of them play. Uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. I was a little surprised that those two didn't pair up this year. Another uh, another like classic practice round pairing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Justin Thomas was with Bud Colley and and Spieth was with Ryan Palmer. But I'd love to see those two just because of, uh, I mean, they're they're. <laughs> The, his, the history of their friendship is a little overplayed, but it would be fun to watch them play together. And then uh, for my my Golden State Warriors super team pick, I'd like to see Rory and DJ. Um, just a just a bloodbath off the tee. <laughs> I think it, I think it would be spectacular. Like for the uh, for the best ball rounds of that, that's just the two of them unleashing everything they have off the tee because you know that like they could play that strategy of like, oh, we've got one in the fairway. All right, let's see what happens now. I'm gonna cut the corner off this hole. Well, and and that's the thing. Like, 
so many people have talked about how DJ like kind of holds back off the tee just because he's trying to put it in the fairway, and he averages like averages like three sixteen, I think. Like Stupid. It's, it's outrageous. And so like yeah, put put Rory have Rory tee off first and put it three thirty five out there, and then just say DJ. Hope the hope the stairs here in New Orleans were all right. You know, let's let's see what your back has has in it. Let's go. Oh, uh, we will we, later in the week. We're going to get to it, but since you mentioned it. As of Monday, we're still expecting Dustin Johnson and the Wells Fargo at Eagle Point, right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he's in the field. Nice. Um, I think that there were there were some people on Twitter saying like, you know, is this a is this a pseudo suspension by the PGA Tour? I was like, well, he's playing next week, so I, I don't think so. Like, yeah, especially because the Masters is not under the jurisdiction of the PGA Tour, <laughs> too. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great point. I didn't think about that. So yeah, he's going to be in the field. Um, kind of, kind of a, a players' championship prep week for a lot of guys. Sick. Uh, all right, so let's take a look at some of the other performances from the Zerk before we move forward. Uh, the other part of the playoff, aside from Cameron Smith and Jonas Blix, was Kevin Kisner, who had that sick ninety-five yard hole out, uh, and Scott Brown, who is not a familiar, super familiar name for me. What'd you make of the Kisner Brown pairing, and then for? Kisner, uh, a golfer who I I look at, I see him float up leaderboards, but there's like, is there another step for him? And what do you think it's going to take? I love Kisner. Um, Scott Brown was was great this week. It's hard to it's it unless you're watching like every shot from every guy. It's hard to know who was playing better. You know, Um, it, it felt like Kisner played better, at least on Sunday and Monday. He chipped in three times on Sunday. I just. I don't know if he's going to be a guy that wins, um, you know, eight times in his career or whatever, but I do think he gets a couple more wins, potentially contends at one or two majors before it's all said and done. I, I just, he's just so consistent. He had a, he had a couple of wedge shots on Sunday that were just so on point um, from like 100, 120 yards out. And um, I mean, we saw it earlier this year. I think it was in Hawaii. He almost shot. Uh, 59 there uh, just missed out he's just he's one of those guys who when he gets hot it's like he's just out of his mind like he's just so unconscious and I love his game he's been really good for the past he's kind of in that and we saw this last week with Kevin Chappell he's kind of in that Kevin Chappell range of like man these guys are they're just really good golfers that either they don't have the length or or they're or they're not putting well in a given week and, and they're not quite in that tier one or tier two status. Um, but they're, they're just super solid. I I would be surprised if Kevin Kisner didn't end his career with at least, uh, I'll say three wins. He's got one already. I I think he gets three over the course of the next five, six, seven years. Are you hiring? If so, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates because if you want the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter and do it all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll 
roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. Just quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash I on golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I E-Y-E on golf. One more time. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash I on golf. Uh, pretty good weekend for Jordan Spieth and Ryan Palmer. Uh, there was, was it Saturday where things slipped a little bit for them? What do you think about uh, their, the Texas twosome? Yeah, they shot a 70 on Saturday. Saturday was a little tough day. I think the best score in the field was only like a 67. That was an alternate shot day with a lot of wind. Um, I love watching Spieth and team events. He's a he's a lunatic. Like he thinks he's – I think he thinks he's like Bill Belichick as a coach. Um, <laughs> like too smart? Like, like he, he's trying to like – he's looking for the market inefficiencies on the golf course? Is that what exactly. you're telling me? Yeah. Exactly. Like – He's he's like part coach, part swing guru, part player. Um, but he always comes up big. Like he's such a good player that, you know, Ryan Palmer was putting him in, you know, missing greens or whatever, and he'd just chip in for birdie. And it's like this guy's unbelievable. So I, I just I enjoy I think he would be really fun and easy to play with in a team event. Um, and I, their pairing worked like they they're they were great together. I, I love I think Ryan Palmer's kind of an underrated player. I really like him. He's not a very good butter. Uh, we they missed so many putts on. Uh, I think it was Friday. They shot a sixty six. Yeah, it anyway, should have been like a fifty six. I mean, they, <laughs> it was unreal how many how many putts they missed. Um, so yeah, I, I thought they were. I thought they were really fun together. And and uh, I yeah, I, I'm in on on speed at team events. What's what about uh, just your. You you were there at Augusta, like just sort of taking the temperature of Jordan Spieth right now, coming off this event uh, as we move into May. What's uh any anything about his game that is uh, worthy of um, you know picking apart, or do you think that this is like where where are you at with him right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think I think he's sort of settling into what he's going to be for the next twenty years. You know, 2015 was was just outrageous. You can't repeat it. Like that's like yeah. when you have those unrepeatable runs, like I like from not just golf, but I feel like when you look at the all of sports with its superstars, you've got to have these these valleys, right? Yeah. And and it's not even like it's not even really a, a val like he's he's had tournaments where he played badly. I think it was maybe last year's players championship, he played pretty bad. I think he missed the cut there right after the Masters, but he he's he's a guy who's going to be um a tier one guy like contending at majors winning on average, I think two or three times a year or something like that. Just a, a, just a terrific player who is in the mix at all these events. And it's unfortunate that his maybe potentially career year happened in like his second or third year on the PGA tour, because that sets a precedent for the next 20 years. Like that, that career year usually happens for Rory. It happened in like, year five or six or whatever. And so the expectations were, um, kind of sorted or kind of uh, divvied up over the, over all five or six of those years and averaged out for speed. It was like, this is all we have to go on and this is what you're going to be. And it's like, that's impossible. Like you can't win two majors a year. You can't win five tournaments a year. So I, I think he is, uh, I think he's playing well. Um, 
I think he's tightened up his – I've looked at his strokes gained. I know his issue last year was on approach shots with strokes gained. I think he's tightened that up this year, and uh, I think he's going to be just you know right there in the big tournaments the rest of the year. Well, uh, another spot that was earned this week was for Chase Kepka. Which for me personally, like I, I like Brooks Kepka. Uh, I came into him definitely like off the ACC golf scene, um, <laughs> and then you know he's he's played very very well. He's been a fun player to watch. So to see the Brooks Kepka Chase Kepka duo, um, it was fun. It was fun for it being Chase's first PGA Tour event. Uh, what did they finish tied for fifth here? You gave him an A for your grades. What'd you like? First of all, I mean Brooks is our star here, but what'd you like about watching these two play together? Well, I think the the biggest thing it it was it was fun just because they're brothers, like just to see. If yeah, no, I mean played. it's a fan, it's it's a family thing that is exciting. Yeah, yeah, like that was great. But the biggest thing was they needed to finish um, top five. So usually it's top ten, but because it was a team event, they needed to finish top five to get to be eligible for uh, the Wells Fargo this week. And with with uh, Chase, this was his first PGA Tour start. They dodged so many bullets at the end of the tournament. Uh, Angel Cabrera missed a birdie putt. Um, somebody else, I think Charlie Hoffman and Nick Watney missed birdie putts on 18 that, that all would have knocked them out of the top five. And so now Chase Kefka gets to play the, the Wells Fargo the week after his PGA Tour debut just by finishing in the, in the top five. So that was really cool. I, I don't know. I, I wanted your thoughts on this, but just the idea of Chase getting sort of this um, – the sponsor's exemption into uh, into Zurich, like you're, you're when you when you give a sponsor's exemption like that because he doesn't have eligibility on the PGA Tour, you're taking away from somebody else. Do you are you okay with that? Do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I'm always cool at an event like the Zurich when the sponsor's exemption comes into play. Uh, my thoughts are that. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, aren't, aren't the players who are losing spots, uh, like margin of the, like fringe of the field anyway? Well, I, yes, normally, I don't know how it works with the team aspect because you're taking, I, I don't know how you're taking away or giving spots or whatever, but yeah, you're, you're correct about that. Yeah. I, so, um, I don't know. It's, it, I could understand if you're the, if you were the family of the player or players who is not getting to try and participate to win money, then I totally understand uh, your frustrations. But, you know, from, from the, the big picture, I, I tend to think again, particularly for some of these events that are, uh, you know, near the, the back of the calendar, if you were to power rank all the PGA tour events, if, if we're talking about some of those, then I, it's, it's not that they're less valuable, but I just think you've got more flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Um, and I think so you've, you've already basically stated like we have, uh, we have a quirky ish event because it's a team event. So I I think you're, you're okay. Like handing that out, especially when it's attached to somebody like Brooks Kepka, who's one of your, you know, one one of the, one of the the good American American golfers. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's your? Th- I mean, like, if if it wasn't the Zerg, if it wasn't a team event, is this a is this a hot topic right now? The the sponsors yeah. exemption. Yeah, it just gets a little like. So, so here's the issue. So you've got these corporations that run these events. Essentially, Zurich is is sponsoring. They don't run them, but they're they're sponsoring the the New Orleans tournament. So, what's to keep the 
the Zurich CEO from handing out a sponsor exemption to his nephew, who's like the fifth player at Vanderbilt or something, you know, Mm. like it just gets, that doesn't happen. Like it's, it's pretty guys get exemptions because they're popular players or because they were college stars or they, they get them for any number of reasons, but it gets a little, um, I don't know. It can get a little bit dicey. I don't think this was necessarily an example of that, but, um, I just, I don't know. I was curious about your thought. By the way, Jordan Spieth, uh, last year, I think he was like 89th on the PGA Tour in strokes gained on approach shots. Number one this year so Woo, far. Cleaned it up. Yeah. All right. Well, how about this? This seems to me, in terms of like the general sponsors exemption debate, seems to me like the debate about automatic bids in the NCAA tournament, where I totally understand that if you are the team that misses the NCAA tournament because it was Illinois State that won the Missouri Valley instead of Wichita mm-hmm. State, and all of a sudden you're getting bumped because Wichita and Illinois State are going to make the NCAA tournament, that if you are that team, then you're like what no this is ridiculous this system blah 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 blah. but at the same time you know this is a great opportunity for chase kepka and it's a great opportunity for uh other other great other players that will benefit from it if it is if it is the fifth kid at vanderbilt then i will i will take issue but when that (laughs) when when that happens like like or how about this what if he's not even in the top six what if he's just like the number eight on the Vanderbilt team then yeah absolutely this is ridiculous like you could scream about corporate greed and all the things that are wrong about the system but I mean this was this was Brooks's brother it's hard for me to get angry the bigger the bigger point here I think is how confusing it is in terms of um who gets in these tournaments? Oh, yeah. Like, the average golf fan has, and I, I say this because I sometimes have no idea, the average golf fan has no idea how players are selected for any given event because there's all these lists that you're on based on how you finished in um, to, you know, the previous year. You know, Were you in the top 10 at this tournament? Like It's just it's so confusing. And this was highlighted this week when, when Ian Poulter got his PGA Tour card um, kind of reinstated because of a an error in the way that FedEx Cup points were handed out. I mean it's it's insane. Like it it and I don't know that there's a simpler way to do it, but it just it makes it makes it really complex for the average golf fan to to understand what they're even watching sometimes. And and as as somebody who's you know just loves golf and and wants these tournaments to be viewed by as many people as possible, that's a little bit frustrating for me. I think I think it's very country club of them. I think I, I, I think that in the same way that like your waiting list to get in the club could be two to three years, it could be ten years. You might have to grease some palms. You might have to know the right people, get the right sponsorship from uh, a current member. I think it's very country club. I get it. I understand. Hey, hey, how'd you how'd you get in the grill room today? I could have sworn. Well, I don't know, man. I was on some list, and all all of a sudden I'm here. Yeah, everybody's on a list. Yeah, it's just if you're, if you're on the right one. It's all if you're on the right one. Uh, all right, before we clean up things here on the Zerk, we had uh, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson, which, like, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson missing the cut was very disappointing. Ricky Fowler and Jason Day missing the cut was only disappointing because they were one of the featured groups, which means <laughs> I had to watch, like, the slow slide. Like, oh, now they're at five. Oh, now they're at four. Oh, the cut line's moving. Like, that's... That's a new part of golf fandom that I've really uh, I've really taken on in about in the last like six months or so is is some good old fashioned cut watch 
because yeah. boy, that's that's always a lot of fun. What was your uh, all those four guys? Rose Stenson, uh, you know Fowler Day, four of the the biggest names in golf right now. None of them made the cut. What'd you get from them this week? Well, I, I don't. I, I think Rose said this really well after after Friday's round. He said. There's so much momentum to be had in these team events when you're making putts. and But then on the flip side of that, if you don't make them, then they become like really pressure-packed putts. And so a, a best ball round that should you know, be a fairly easy event for somebody like a Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson who have played Ryder Cups together. Rose won at this course two years ago, so it's not like he doesn't have experience at, at, at the Zurich. But this best ball round becomes kind of pressure packed because you're looking at the cut line and you're like, we have to make a birdie here. And both of you are saying that. And it just, it kind of goes the other way. It kind of spirals out of control the other way. It's not, I think the biggest disappointment for those guys is that day and Fowler had to watch themselves on those commercials all weekend. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it was kind of a bummer because those were the two sort of super teams. If you, if you want to call them that coming in, and it would have been fun just because we we have such a history, especially with Rose and, and Stinson, of watching them at team events. I mean, going back to Glenn Eagles back in 2014 at the Ryder Cup, they were they were awesome. They were they were the stars in, in the last couple of days. And you know, Stinson and, and Mickelson going best ball 59 at the Open last year at Troon yeah. was was incredible. And then I don't know, Stinson's not been playing that great. I think he's missed three or four cuts in a row or maybe three out of five or something like that. What's um, up? What's up? What is, what's Henrik? What is Henrik Stenson? Like he, again, f- phenomenal, uh, little run near the end of last summer. Um, this, but he, does he check out of golf tournaments sometimes? No, he, he's an, he's an elite ball striker. Probably one of the, f- I don't know, eight or 10 best sickest in the world. Three wood, sickest three wood on tour. Yeah, it's outrageous. I mean, it's he doesn't even hit driver. Yeah. And, and I think that works to his detriment sometimes, but he's so confident with his three wood that he can he can still win tournaments um without doing it. He just I think his short game gets a little a little bit sloppy sometimes. He he's he's also he's getting older. You know, he talked about this at the Masters this year and he's not old. Uh he's like 41 or 42, but I think he just doesn't have the same um uh, maybe stamina that he had as as a younger. I mean, obviously this is the case of all guy, all, all the players out there that are getting older. But it just gets harder. It get, you know, it gets harder to wake up at five a.m. in New Orleans on a on a Friday to to go play a tournament. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked into his stats recently to see what he's been doing poorly. But uh, he's not had a, a very good spring in terms of being a top 10 player yeah I, I just i always love watching him on the tee and what instantly comes to mind is like a grimace sigh face on the green so that's probably <laughs> about like i'm like that's that lines up with your analysis so it's perfect uh anything else stand out to you uh from the zurich before we clean things up and uh and start to look ahead to eagle point uh, I, it was just fun. You know, it, it was just a, it was just a fun, different event. You know, uh, Michael Bamberger wrote a, a really good piece for golf.com earlier this week where he talked to Tiger Woods about, um, whether he liked the, the format of a, of a team event or, or, or basically just an event that was different than the regular stroke play. And Tiger suggested that they, that the PGA tour, um, that it would be fun for the PGA tour to have like a seven club event. 
or maybe a four club event. And I'm in like, I think those things will eventually happen on the European tour. It's basically like a, like a uh, chemistry lab on the, on the European tour right now. They're just trying whatever. Really? Night golf. I mean, they're, they're, uh, it's awesome. I love it. But I I think it would be, I mean, what's the harm in, in turning now, now again, you don't want to do this with like a quarter of your events, but what if you make the Byron Nelson a, like a seven club event? What if you make it an event, Chris Solomon of No Lane Up had this idea, making an event where if you make birdie, you get to, you get to uh, add a club. And if you make bogey, you get to, you have to take a club away. <laughs> My man will just be, somebody's out there is just going to be with like <laughs> putting with a seven iron at some point. <laughs> I mean, it would be, I, you'd have to modify it so that you wouldn't have guys putting on like, <laughs> like hitting putter off the tee on the 11. Maybe you make a minimum of four clubs, but yeah. um, yeah, I'll, I think it's great because the, the thing about these types of events, you get to see a different skill set and a different side of these players than, than you normally get at the, you know, at the slog of a, of a regular tour stop. So I'm, I'm in on it. Awesome. Uh, well, we will be back on Wednesday previewing the Wells Fargo, which has moved again from Quail Hollow at Charlotte to Eagle Point down on the coast of North Carolina. Uh, he is Kyle Porter. Follow him on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. I am Chip Patterson. Follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Make sure that you subscribe, subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher because that's how you get all of the First Cut podcasts first. Uh, Kyle, man, let's, uh, let's do this again. It's fun. Absolutely, we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna do it a lot, and I'm I'm fired up about it. And uh, we won't have we won't have team events to talk talk about, but we got some big ones coming up. Players Championship, U.S. Open should be a blast. Yeah, we will be. Uh, we'll get some guests in here. We'll continue to do expert picks, and uh, and yeah, man, it'll be a blast. I appreciate it. Okay, talk to you later.